0: The world is full of wonders.
1: Magic is hidden in small
2: moments.
3: And monsters could be hiding just out of sight.
2: But if you're looking to find them...
4: Adventure is waiting to happen.
1: You never know who you'll meet along the way.
5: We are the Storyteller Squad. Hello, adventurers! Welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thanks for joining us for more Monster of the Week. This episode, we're gonna drink! Just a friendly warning for you. Let's
0: check in with those heroes. Kombucha counts as a drink, right? Yeah, kombucha totally counts as a drink. I'm Hugo Rashad. All's well, another day saved. I can't imagine
3: the vibe tonight is gonna be anything other than celebratory. I'm Agent Whitaker. That drink did not crack the way I was hoping it was going to when I opened it.
2: (laughs) Um, We'll add it in post. Yeah, add it
3: in post. Add it in post. There you go.
4: It's just Natalie's can each time.
2: (laughs) It's the exact same (laughs) soundbite. Yeah. So, Aiden speaks French. Good to know. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm Raven Eugenia.
4: Oh, what a relief. Thank fucking me. Everyone is okay, because I am Damien Angelo Edgecrest.
1: For this intro, I will not be saying anything, but I would like everybody to picture just quiet sobs in the background. I'm Felicity Starnbrook.
5: <laughs> yes, I can speak French, and no one challenge me on that. Just accept that I can do it, okay? I don't have to prove it to you or anything. <laughs> I made him brightwood. Let's have an adventure. Last time, our heroes, well, some of them, were held hostage by the sinister villain Lenon Rouge, a folk fiend from Detroit who was working for King Octopus to do some illegal poaching of snipes, a dinosaur bird-like spirit which apparently King Octopus likes to snack on, because he's just that big of a jerk. While Whitaker, Aiden, Felicity, and Raven were held hostage, along with Theo and Allie Springer, Hugo and Heather, along with Damien, planned a rescue mission. And as Hugo called upon the powers of Aranya Kabe and got to tap into some of his whispered training, he and Heather removed the problem of the poachers in an efficient and deadly manner. Damien retrieved some of our hunters' equipment and dropped it off while then going to rescue Theo and Allie. And our heroes, freed from their captivity, set about engaging Lanon Rouge's forces. Ugh, carbonated beverages were a mistake.
1: That's why you drink Captain straight out of the bottle.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, in a fantastic display of magic and epic moments. The heroes made short work of Lenan Rouge's forces. Hugo defeated the Chupacabras. Damien scared away the Van Meter creature, while Whitaker and Raven and Felicity dealt with many of the other poachers in Lanon Rouge's employ. Aiden took our red-faced devil friend up into the sky and dropped him. Oof. We left last time pretty much at the end of that fight as some of the poachers who had not been dispatched began to flee, feeling this fight was not in their favor, and our heroes deciding to leave fairly quickly, although we may back the camera and time up a little bit to give them some investigation opportunities, but that's where we left off. So who would like to go first?
4: I just want to reiterate, because last session you were talking about how Damien was able to loot the whole camp, and I really like the idea of just running around and glooping up pistols and ammo and vests and knives and files and anything else people might want to look at
3: later. This is good, actually, because Damien and Whitaker can do a bit of a tag team on this.
5: Yeah, Damien, you can fill your pocket dimension with all kinds of armaments. It's not unlimited, but we can say for the purposes of like the amount of times you'll have a chance to like reason to use them, you basically have whatever average arsenal of weaponry you could care to have at this moment. Sands, I think like explosions and a lot of the weapons you have are meant for like capture. So net guns, restraint, firing, whatever. Whitaker, did you want to look for anything in particular
3: in terms of information? Um, yeah, so he's doing a general sort of sweep of the area to try and get an idea of how big this operation is, how long exactly it's been going on, a lot of like stuff he's going to put in the report that he sends back to the agency. Some of the th- specific things I was looking for was he was going to see if the scientist's research was around to see if there's any like good information or documents That would work in the database. That would be good for the agency database. Weaponry, I guess we don't have to worry about. Damien's got that covered. Yep. Thank you, Damien.
5: Why don't you roll a mystery? I would love to. And then we can use some of those questions or another one or two, depending on how well
3: you do. It's a 12. Two fives plus two. Is that advanced for you? It's not, which is unfortunate. But still two questions. Still two questions. What's being concealed here? That's always a solid one. Yeah, let's see.
5: Uh, Whitaker, you find the command tent uh, that Lenon Rouge had been using, and you're able to, I would think Whitaker has some kind of thumb flash drive or whatever on his person most times for agency information gathering. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, you can download some of his more recent emails, Even just browsing over it, you can see that his emails to and from Kingo or whoever is writing emails for Kingo are very familiar and sort of routine uh, sounding in their language. And uh, I suppose you could do like a a search history, right, for like snipe as a, a keyword or whatever. And it comes up basically in the last two years. With emails. So this is the third time that Lenon Rouge was going to do some snipe work. There is an email that you, you know, it's just like attention opportunity written in the subject line and you click that open and it goes over. It's like old right in the history because you were looking back like how far back. And one of the things that pops up when you go to like the furthest and oldest communiques between the two of these criminals is King O saying that he has plans to expand in Portland to really lay down roots and solidify his position there. And later on, there's another email talking about major plays happening amongst like the supernatural underworld and that kind of thing, and being like, are you on board? Can I count on your assistance and support if I make
3: such and such move here or there or whatever? Okay, so so these two were tight before Kingo got big.
5: Before he got as big as he is now, they okay. were in
3: communication. So so Lenon was on the ground floor of this brand new operation is what I'm hearing.
5: It doesn't sound like Lenon has ever done any like work for Kingo in Portland. Sure. It's like he's a, a private contractor basically. And clearly because of how established he was in the Lakes region King O was trying to forge an alliance there. While Lanon was like doing the work for King O, it's not a stretch to say that if like certain decisions were turned or like if Lanon for some reason really got greedy at one point, like they could flip it and King O would be contracting for him, if that makes sense. Sure. King O just seems to be much more ambitious and willing to push boundaries that maybe Lanon was content to like Let the criminal balance remain what it was, whereas King O was like, "No, I'm gonna, for lack of a better pun, I'm gonna make waves. I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna cause trouble and and shake things up and take what I want."
3: All right, not a question you have to answer now, but since he's just bulk downloading a bunch of emails, later on he's gonna be looking through those.
5: There's like more secrets I could tell you, but I don't know that it makes sense that you would find it between like email communication. Sure. Again, it because it's a, it's sort of a work relationship. They're not having all the super serious gangster criminal crime lord discussions over text, right? <laughs> it's all stuff that would happen in person, or at least over a phone call, or something. So,
3: all right, yeah, I'm going to be taking note of like if there are any mentions of other people, even if it's just like code names or something like that that Kingo might have contracted to help Linon or. Sure, yeah. He's getting leads, is what this is. And you don't have to answer the question now.
5: Do you want that to be your second question? Like, do I see any names or something that pop up? And Um, spend the rest of your 12 on that? Let me
3: see. Yeah, you know, I think that would make sense.
5: I think giving you that their relationship was one of, like, an alliance between semi peers is like a thing of note, and then I can give you like other names of interest that you might want to research later on. Sure. As like the other bit you can find.
3: This is also a thing that he might look at later. Like he downloads a whole bunch of things with the intent of like, I can't go through all this tonight. We'll be looking at this tomorrow.
5: And I as much as I wanna like give you secret agent moments, I feel like doing research on a computer doesn't translate as well when you don't have <laughs> Daniel Craig sitting in front of a laptop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so we can we can return to this later if, if need be. Out of game. Do you think it's too savage to take a picture of Lenon's corpse, email it to King O with the tagline, starve? Do you think that's too much? Is that too much? Because it felt very like savage when i thought about it but i'm like i love that for you all right all right it's very dark
2: at the very least whitaker should take a photo even if he does not canonly send that email right away he should have a photo to be like see we killed him
3: yeah i also don't want to alert king O that things have gone under so quickly like that's that's not something you want him to know immediately
2: but definitely we should have a picture that he's dead I
5: will say that taunting is generally not a thing that spies do.
2: You could always wait until we're safely out of the area.
5: Like, I don't know the FBI sends taunts to people they're investigating.
3: Yeah, but Whitaker's
5: a salty bitch.
2: I know. He thinks about it. It's in his drafts.
3: It's in his, he keeps it in the drafts. There what we go. Whenever he's
2: feeling sad, he opens up his drafts and looks oh, at it.
3: Oh, no. There we go. Keep Starve. that one in the drafts.
2: Very good
5: decide at some point tell me if you send that no, email no he's not sending it it's in the drafts okay, it's in the drafts okay 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 so the other names i can give you for just like people of note who come up in conversation between Lenan and kingo or even just like other emails of Lenan as he's like reaching out to people within the the connected networks you have fowler it's <gasps> dr kabe <laughs> A Mr. Harkness, H-A-R-K-N-E-S-S. Yep. A Dr. Salem. I feel like we've heard that before, but I could be making that up. Meridian. Meridian. No title associated with that, just Meridian. Cool, cool, very cool. And Mason Wright. Wright, spelled with a W.
3: Okay, excellent. That's juicy. That's juicy as hell.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. And later on, if you want to, like, use some downtime to, like, investigate further, you can, uh, like, come up with emails that were sent and give you a little bit more about them. Or, like, context clues that you could maybe sort out what they are what they do.
3: Excellent. That sounds good.
5: You do not find the doctor. You do not find any other, like, computers left unattended.
3: I was curious, and I don't think I'll be able to find it out here. I was personally curious if like the publishing of Heather and Theo's article on the snipes lined up with the first snipe hunt like as if Kingo saw the article and was like ah oh, fuck yeah nug time it does not there's okay. no
5: mention or like clipping of cryptid monthly anywhere around the camp i would say just based on that you get the feeling that Lanan was clued in enough that he doesn't rely on like magazine publications for information.
3: <laughs> Legit.
5: Is there anything else people want to do in the like ruined base camp before we move on to you all being back at your own camper
2: site? I feel like this kind of goes without saying, but we definitely find our stuff, whatever they took off of us, and get all that back. Yep. You yeah. can get
5: your phones and IDs and things back.
3: Yep. Whitaker gets um the remains of Theo's shattered glasses.
5: And like shattered is is maybe selling it a little one of the lenses has popped out one of them is cracked and like they might be snapped in the middle they're not wearable but they're not like in a million tiny pieces sure
0: hey whitaker
5: what's our plan here is this hugo <laughs> addressing the group as like the smoke kind of settles and the mist rolls away yep okay
3: my plan here is to treat it just like another job you know maybe in the morning we'll notify the agency so they can send a cleanup crew i think we should keep king o out of this considering the current ties if we just spin it as yeah we found a poaching operation send them on their way the agency they'll know what to do and i think we can get this pretty squared away without too much extra trouble
2: should we tell them that we were following a lead on Damien and try and keep that up or just leave him out of it completely and just say we happened across this?
3: Yep. We're always following a lead. That's going to be the story from here on out. We're always following the lead.
2: Okay. Just in case they follow up with me too, I want to make sure all of our stories are straight on how we got here and, you know, what happened. And Raven kind of gestures around, doesn't really look at the people laying on the ground, really. Eyes up. Yep.
1: Whitaker? Yes. Is it okay if I go back to the camper?
3: Yeah, no, go, go right ahead. Um, it's a bit of a long walk. Uh,
2: That's okay. I still have my bee armor. I can fly Felicity back.
3: Yeah, holy shit, Raven!
2: Oh yeah, this is. I've she like looks down and kind of forgets she's got it on. Like, I got this one once before. Uh, when Aiden and I had to bamf up to Echo Bay to save Allison Richards. Uh, so this one was a. I pulled the same card, so it was a little familiar. But yeah, and she kind of floats up off the ground a little bit and comes back down.
3: Yeah. I like this one a lot better than the salamander.
2: Yeah, me too. This was a relief to pull and get something really familiar. This one's good to me. And uh, it it saved me. And she's going to kind of gesture to where the bullet pinged off of her. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. It's probably just going to be like a bruise. It would have been pretty bad if I didn't have this on. So yeah. It should last plenty long to get us back. I can, Felicity's not very heavy. I can scoop her up and fly us back if you guys want to meet us there. I think the two of us definitely should should kind of get out of here. There's nothing for us here. Yeah.
5: Felicity, get some water. I can fly Allie back too.
2: Yeah. Because are there are there any cars running or are they all sabotaged?
5: We can say that Heather and Hugo drove the Springer truck a little ways. But probably then walked...
2: Okay, so the rest of the crew is taken care of at least to get back. They don't have to walk the whole way. Yeah. Okay.
3: <sighs> Gonna need to fix the truck. It's fine.
5: There's gotta be some sort of mechanic down the nearest highway. We can
3: probably tell you. Yeah, yeah. Try to get that squared away at some point tomorrow.
5: You might have to drive back for your camper, but...
3: Yeah, it'll be, here. A-
2: Could the agency help if they're coming with backup? And just give you, like, a toe to the main road or something? Are we sure we want the agency coming? Maybe we should call them after we head out. I don't know if we want to be here while they're here.
3: I'd like them to show up at some point for cleanup, so that civilians don't find this. But yeah, I'd like to, I'd like our overlap to be as minimal as possible.
2: I think a, with that, Raven's gonna pull Felicity aside and try to figure out how she's gonna carry her. Once they start talking about stuff just like okay clean up let's yeah let's let's get felicity (laughs) out of this conversation
5: yeah i won't go into the detailed description of all the gore that's everywhere
0: (laughs) it's pretty bad if (laughs) If it helps at all yeah hugo's actually going to stay behind and start moving bodies into the tents
5: heather i think is already doing that gross
4: I mean, if I'm picking up the the loot anyway, I might as well throw the, the corpses in a sure. convenient spot. Just
2: slinging them. Might
4: as well. Why
3: not? Why not? We're all picking up corpses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
5: They're going to need Damien for one particular group. <laughs> it's going to be too heavy for anybody else to pick up.
2: Yeah, we're getting Felicity out of there before that happens. Yeah. Does Felicity have a preference on how she gets picked up and carried? Because I was thinking Raven's going to do the, like, bridal carry so she can hook her arms around her neck, but I will I will leave it up to you if Felicity has a preferred way.
1: Yeah no I was gonna say that she will just walk up to Raven, put her arms around like Raven's neck, and then just kinda like hop and be like, let's yeah. go.
2: <laughs> She'll scoop her up and like just like a few feet off the ground, zoom back to camp.
1: Felicity, while actively having a mental breakdown, is kind of enjoying flying.
2: Aiden will have
5: uh, Allie climb up into her arms so she can fly the child away from this scene of destruction. Yeah. And Theo will stick around and help with some preliminary cleaning. He's quiet. Both he and Heather are pretty stern and not looking to chat a lot. It's sort of, this happened, let's deal with it, and then let's get out of here as soon as we can. So yeah, unless someone has a scene they want to have... With the Springers during cleanup, we can roll time forward. Or just follow Aiden and Raven and Felicity back to camp first.
4: I don't think anyone really needs any gore or body-carrying descriptions, but we get it done.
5: Yeah, if there's like a talk you want to have on the drive back or walking to the truck or anything like that.
0: I have thoughts, but now is probably not the time.
1: I
5: mean, do you think there's going to be a different time?
0: I'm going to assume that they'll probably... Try to exchange some phone numbers or something just so they can stay in contact, but beyond that.
5: Yeah, we can do that later. Okay. Raven, Felicity, you guys buzz over the fields and you eventually pass Whitaker's truck, which has the front bumper kind of smashed in. You pass the familiar truck that uh, the Springers drove out here and then make it back to your camp with the two trailers and a little fire pit.
1: Felicity will walk inside of the trailer call for Ruby, and then kind of just lay down on the couch with Ruby.
5: Yeah, she's happy to see you. She comes right over, sniffs at you.
1: Hi. Do you still love me?
5: She looks at your face, doing that, like, scrambly dog thing of, like, my human is home.
1: I just, I did some not good things today, Ruby. And I'm sad, so can you just stay and snuggle?
0: Oh. No.
5: She's like wagging her tail, scrambling on your chest for a little bit, but eventually she'll just settle and let you pet her.
2: I love your little empty head.
5: Raven, what are you up to?
2: I think Raven Raven definitely like watches Felicity for a minute just to make sure she like settles in, make sure the dog is okay. And then I think she's gonna go back outside and like start setting up a fire in the fire pit.
5: Okay. Aiden lands with Allie. She sees you setting up the fire, nods and says, why don't he get you cleaned up and then I'll see about making dinner or something. And Allie, who has been through a lot today, but is a tough little cookie, says,
1: OK, yeah, I should feed Cooper, too.
5: And her little hoop snake from kind of pops his head out of her backpack.
1: Whoop! Whoop!
5: Yeah, we'll get some food. And she will head up into her trailer we'll say it doesn't take super long but Raven you get a fire going Felicity you sit with Ruby a while Aiden sees to Allie just as like tries to just keep talking to her keep her engaged and not like dwelling on anything Whitaker, Damien, Hugo you guys drive up again in the Springer's car and everybody gets out probably all need to go find like a hose or whatever connected to Whitaker's trailer and clean up a bit. But you're all back in camp. I mean, I could
4: get all that blood and stuff off you guys if you want. You don't have to get hosed.
5: Theo makes a face and says, no offense, dude, but I don't want anything else magical happening tonight. He'll go over to his camper and like use their water supplies so they're not using up you guys's. Hugo, roll just a sharp check to see if you overhear something
0: okay hold on i haven't lost track of my numbers not at all (laughs) hold on we got a nine
5: okay then you only hear half of what's said as theo walks over towards the camper heather follows him and you just hear her say we should get out of here now and two of them walk off
0: i could chase that thread i'm not gonna chase that thread (laughs) i'm gonna let that thread sit
2: okay On one hand, that is really valid. Yeah, I
0: honestly don't blame
2: them. At first I was like, damn, okay. I'm like, wait, no, no, I think I'd have the exact same reaction. Let's get the fuck out of here.
3: Yeah. Hard to get photos of Snipes when there's dead bodies in the background, you know?
5: Kind of kills the family road trip Mm. mood a little bit.
0: But also as they go, Hugo's going to take a very solid look at the camper to try to remember as much detail of it as he can.
5: The Springer's camper.
0: The Springer's camper.
3: Mmm. Okay.
2: We never got Whitaker's glasses. Yeah,
3: no, we didn't. (laughs) Shame about that one. I'm
2: sure Whitaker and Theo will stay in touch.
0: I don't know, fam. Maybe not after tonight. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, don't worry. There's a contingency plan. Is there? (laughs) Don't worry about it. What are you guys doing? Who's talking to who? You
5: asked me to not plan anything so you could have character moments, so let's yeah. start.
0: <laughs> Whitaker, I was going to
4: suggest following their lead and getting as far away from their campsite as possible, but uh, where's the
3: truck? <sighs> the truck is currently undrivable. I can, assuming there's still a single working car at the camp, I could hook it up and bring it back to nearby city or the, the closest town we've got and get it fixed up and we can be out of here. I mean, if I stay up, we can be out of here in the morning or maybe a little later, depending on how long it takes to get it fixed up.
4: What part of your truck wasn't drivable? Because really what happened to all the vehicles at the camp was my fault. It was really just sort of a leaking the oil out so they wouldn't be able to drive and escape at night. So I can probably take some oil from your truck, put it into one of their vehicles.
3: I mean, we could escape with one of their vehicles.
4: At least just to get away from the immediate vicinity. Then we can ditch it somewhere, buy yourself some new wheels.
3: I think it will, would cost dramatically less just to get the truck fixed up, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how happy the agency will be with me for trashing another vehicle. In less than four months. Jesus Christ.
5: You had such a good track record before you met this group, Whitaker. Your stuff came back clean, better than new. You always got them waxed. Oh
2: my God. Is Whitaker's truck like completely out of commission or is it like drivable? Because I know it got like smashed in the front, but could he like hobble it back to town?
5: You don't know. Theo crashed it into the Van Meter monster. That's all you have had time to think about in terms of what is up with it.
3: Can we say before they drive back, Whitaker checks to see if it's still drivable? That seems like something he'd do. I assumed it wasn't, but I don't want to, like, fuck up the pacing on this.
5: So, cards on the table, gang. I am not a mechanic. I don't know much about cars, and I feel like we have more things to talk about than the truck this episode
2: (laughs) i feel like we can retcon and say they checked on it
5: suffice to say it needs to be towed somewhere it's not totaled right the airbags didn't blow or anything like that on it but it's leaked a bunch of like radiator or like coolant fluid or something where turning it on if it turns over at all it makes a very unpleasant noise uh and probably has enough like body damage that you would just like constantly cut your tire open on a piece of it so it needs to be taken somewhere, which can be done. But yeah, that's that's a thing you'll have to deal
3: with. You know what we should do? We got a campfire going. Everyone gather around. We're going to talk about tonight. Before this night goes any further, we're going to talk about what actually happened, because we were all very separated.
1: You will have to go inside to get Felicity, because she's not
3: outside. He's going inside to get food anyway, so...
1: Okay,
5: yeah, when you get into the trailer, Whitaker, there's like some shuffling around in the kitchen and you hear, oh, put more of that in. I love that stuff. And Aiden and Allie are like cooking up a pot of some kind of soup or something to share with everybody.
3: Oh, hey, Aiden. Oh, you're back. Hey. I see you've got dinner going.
5: Yeah, we didn't eat much today.
3: He he looks down at Allie and back up at her. How, how is she?
5: She is like stirring and like looks down. How you doing, helper? I'm okay. Are my aunt and uncle back?
3: They're back. They're back in the trailer. If you want to go, say hi to them.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that and show you like hands something to Aiden, who puts it on like a cutting board, and Allie heads out. That's just the two of you.
3: Uh, it's always harder when there's a kid involved. <laughs> she sets the spoon down <laughs> when you say that. <laughs> yeah,
5: no kidding.
3: Sorry, I'm having. That was I get
5: it. This'll be ready in like twenty minutes.
3: She goes to like chopping up something. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was is um is Felicity around?
5: I think she's back on her bed. Ruby's with her. Do you want to talk to her or should I?
3: I'll go I'll go see how she's doing and it we'll see if she even wants to talk to me. I don't know if I'm the sensitive ear she needs at this time
5: do you remember your first time Whitaker?
3: i wish i wish i didn't how about you
5: i've been very recently
3: reminded same i'll go see how she's doing thanks Whitaker goes to the back and just sort of there's not really a door to the area where yeah. felicity's in but he does a little like little on the side of the wall
5: Shh. Ruby. Ruby will, like, hop off the bed and, like, crawl over to you. No, come back. <laughs> she's, like, leaping up on your pant legs, Whitaker. Collar jingles. She'll, like, run around the bed and hop back up onto it. Kind of steps on you, mostly.
3: <laughs> God, what a sweet dog. Whitaker sits down next to her and just starts petting Ruby. How you holding up?
1: How am I holding up? Yeah. I crushed people today, Whittaker, and you ask, how are you holding up? Like, like you know, my, my girlfriend just dumped me, or I have the flu. No, I crushed people today.
3: I know. I... What are you feeling right now?
1: It's difficult to describe. I'm, like, sad, and I'm angry? I just don't... I don't think I want to do magic.
3: Yeah. That's real. That's... That's a real feeling. And that'll stick around. I don't know if... I have the, the words that are gonna make you feel better. But... Would you like if I told you the things that, um... That my mentor told me when I asked her about how she felt about killing people? I mean... I don't think it'll make you feel better, but she was smarter than I was. Yeah. Let's hear it. All right. So when I asked her this, I had not yet killed anyone. And I was, was very young at the time and, and different. It wasn't really the answer I was looking for, but I never really, I never really forgot it. She said, never make peace with it. She said, there's nothing that anyone can say to you that will ever make you feel better about killing people. And if anyone tries, at best they're trying to distract you. So what I can tell you right now is that whatever pain or, or sadness you're feeling right now is ultimately good. And it doesn't feel good. And it never will. And it'll take a lot of time and talking to grow around it. But the fact is that what you're feeling right now means you're still human. And for you especially, this is a good thing. I am not going to try to justify anything you did tonight. Though if you wanted my professional opinion on the matter, I could give it to you. I'm just going to give you the facts. Felicity Starnbrook, you killed six people tonight. Full stop. And that'll stay with you forever. You killed six people tonight, and now the Snipes are running free. None of them will die tonight and they will continue to live full, and intricate, and colorful lives. You killed six people, and Raven is alive tonight. And she will continue to live. And you two will continue to do wonderful things for this world, as long as you look out for each other. Felicity, you killed six people, and now Ali Springer won't have to attend another Guardian's funeral. Don't become numb to this. It's a part of you now, and it always will be, and it will always... hurt. But it's not the only part of you. Hold on to Aiden and Raven and, and Mira and your mother or anyone else that you care about because hold on to them just as tightly as you're holding on to the pain you're feeling right now. Because these things, they won't cancel out the pain, but they're what's going to help you build around it. And that's how you get through pain, right? Not by numbing it, not by denying it just by building around it. Whitaker leans back a bit. That's more or less what she told me, and she knew her shit, so I hope it helps you.
1: Before Whitaker stops talking, Felicity is just gonna reach out and give him a big hug, like the tightest squeeze, and she's gonna say, kind of quietly, were they bad people? Or were they just working for a
3: bad person? They were bad. At some point, there isn't much of a difference. Felicity, I, um... I don't expect to be the person you're going to talk to about any of this, but I need you to promise that you're going to talk to someone. I'm happy to listen to you, but please talk to someone. Don't be quiet on this one. Okay. If you need to take a break from the magic or or whatever, that that is so fine. I won't pressure you doing training. I can, I can give you some other ways to protect yourself if, if that would make you more comfortable. I was about your age when I shot someone for the first time, and I could not pick up a gun for four months after that. So I get it, and I, I won't expect that from you. I
1: just, I don't want to do magic, but I don't know who I am without it.
3: You were someone before you started doing magic.
1: Well, Whitaker, I feel like you don't understand. I started doing magic when I was like six years old. I don't have many memories before that. I was six and I found Ghosty and Tom. It was, I mean, back then it was innocent. I played with spirits. I hung out in the woods with my tree, who was my like my grandmother, and now I killed people with it.
3: I think I mean, I think that kind of goes to show that it's a layered and complex thing isn't it and in the right times and in the right hands it's a it's a beautiful thing and it is an innocent thing and i don't think this night and the things you've done this night have to define the rest of your life because there's more there's more to your magic than just what you've done tonight
1: i just it was different when it was robot turrets and target practice i think I'd rather protect more than attack.
3: I think that's as good a direction to go in as any. And while I don't think I can teach you how best to use your magic, I'm certain Aiden or, or Hugo or, or any anyone else who wants to help you out around here would be more than happy to help you steer your magic in that direction. You do not have to be our offense in this team.
1: I don't want to be anymore.
3: I will never push you to do that. Ever again. And Flissy, I am genuinely sorry about tonight. If... I mean, obviously none of us knew that this was going to happen, but... Even if this was a mission on the list at the agency, I would not have taken you out here to, to, to do any of this.
1: At least we helped the Snipes.
3: <laughs> you absolutely did.
1: Thanks, Whitaker.
3: Yeah. Of course. I know I said that bit about pain isn't something you numb, but I am going to get some drinks for us tonight if you'd like to join us. Please, thank you. All right.
5: Hello, adventurers. Thanks for joining us again this week. I hope this slower-paced session is a nice breather from the tense action and suspense from last episode. The hunters definitely needed and deserve a break. For our break this week, we are promo-swapping with another Monster of the Week podcast, Redgate and Wolf. They're asking the really important questions, what happens when a sassy thief meets a Scottish werewolf? And what's up with the town of Hendrix? Let's listen to their trailer and find out.
3: Is this thing on?
1: Angus, can't you see the red light? God, how bad are your eyes? I
3: can see the red light, but no one said to talk.
1: Hi, I am Marie Redgate, and um, this is...
4: Angus McRae.
1: And we uh, fight monsters, because those are real.
3: The boogeyman that you fear, they're real. That thing under your bed, is also real. But we're here to fight them.
1: Kick their ass, but, you know, that's close enough.
3: You even literally think we should be doing this?
1: I mean, who would believe a couple of uh, monster hunters from a little town called Hendrix, which we're stuck in, thanks to you?
3: Thanks to me.
1: I would have been gone a long time ago if I still had a car.
3: But I guess you shouldn't have drove it off a bridge.
2: We interrupt this bickering to inform you that we are Redgate and Wolf, an actual Play Monster of the Week podcast.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Why, Why is it Redgate and Wolf? should not be Wolf and Redgate. I do all the work, and as she talked about kicking ass, I do that.
1: You wouldn't be able to go anywhere to kick ass if I didn't drive you there.
3: Drive me? You drive me crazy.
1: Find us on your favorite podcast app now. I'm
5: sensing some familiar roommate energy, for sure. You can check out Redgate and Wolf on your favorite podcatcher and head over to their website, redgateandwolf.com, or their Twitter, at Redgateandwolf, so you can give them a follow and see their awesome character art. You can support the Storyteller Squad by following the link tree in our episode description. There you can follow all our social media, which, most recently, we've been using our Twitter a lot more. That's at StorySquadCast where we just hit 100 followers. Check it out, and you can see the most recent tweet series where Brittany is showing off the texts I sent inviting the cast to join our game way back when we first started. You get to see lots of Emery's art as well, and using Twitter as another way of posting when episodes like this one go live. If you haven't yet, you can review us on the podcast app you use, some are easier than others, or head over to podchaser.com and review us there so we get recommended to more folks who enjoy our sort of show. I was pleasantly surprised to see us listed on a top Monster of the Week podcasts list recently, so your support definitely has a real effect. We've also added a sticker tier to our Patreon. Emery and I are working on the first series, and it's going to be super cute. Plus, at the sticker tier, you'll automatically be invited to our fan Discord, where we stream AMAs, talk about the episodes together, and generally geek out over the story and the characters we all love. That's all for this week. It's time for me to send you back to the story. Fair warning, if you haven't already, maybe grab some tissues. I've teared up listening to this episode multiple times. Take care of yourselves, adventurers.
4: Hey Hugo. Hey, I was uh was going over the bodies and whatnot and I'm pretty sure you did pretty well tonight, dude. Awesome job. Are we are we partying? Are we celebrating? What's going on? I mean, I, I think the blades were uh were your lady friends, but uh I saw some spikage, some electricity burns. The lights went out.
0: What's going on? You did great tonight, right? Damien? I know you live a very different lifestyle than me. I know you're from a very different place than me. We are not partying. We are respecting the fact that what we did tonight, we did in self-defense and to keep people safe. We are not taking joy in having ended people's lives. Are you on board with that? Yes. Yeah, that sounds pretty human and pretty
4: fair. And I I do feel better about... The fact that you mentioned self-defense, I was sort of worried you guys were, you know, like poaching was death penalty. And I was like, wow, it looked like fun. And, you know, if you guys were going to start executing people on that, I was going to say, you need to be way more forgiving. I'm probably going to fuck up like in minor ways. Uh, But yeah, self-defense. Yeah, no problem.
0: Oh, no, poaching is definitely death penalty.
4: Uh, oh, okay. Solid. Solid. Good, good, good to know. Any other categories of things you think deserve that? Uh, just let me know so I can avoid those things completely. I'll try. Perfect. Shucks no uh, no party tonight, but appreciate the heads up. I thought it was a
0: victory. I thought we, we won and everyone survived. You're, you are right in the sense of victory at some level. But it's definitely victory with costs, and I don't think, from what I've seen, that everyone's all right. Oh. Well, then we gotta we gotta help them out. How 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 do I how do I help them? So partying isn't exactly the way. Damn it! But trying to uplift some spirits might not be a bad idea. Okay, I
4: can I can be comforting and. We can we can put off partying for later.
0: I didn't know you were the comforting type.
4: I mean, I I,
0: I guess I have to be. Hm. Even a demon can learn. I'm going to need to learn. And Hugo's going to walk off.
5: To where? I want to follow Hugo. Where are you going?
0: Probably. I'm trying to figure where were they talking initially, actually? Uh, I would think around the fire. Oh, no, never mind. In that case, Hugo's, Hugo's still sitting at the fire. okay. Because that would just be really foolish.
5: Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to go track down Heather or Theo. A few minutes go by. Aiden calls out, could I get a hand uh, in the kitchen? Whoever wants to give her help, she'll just like hand you like some plates and bowls and carries out some stuff to sort of set down outside so people can serve themselves. Allie, Theo, and Heather come back from their trailer. Theo has a bottle of wine. And uh, some mugs. And he sets that down. We were going to prep something. What'd you make? And Hallie says, I showed her how to make Aunt Heather's soup. They had most of the ingredients, but they didn't have celery. And there weren't any potatoes. Uh, What what did we swap it for? Aiden's like, "Uh, mostly it's carrots and chicken and parsley. It's probably not very good. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I put some spices in it. And Theo smiles warmly, goes over and puts a hand on Aiden's shoulder. I'm sure it's fine. Thank you. And he'll give her a hug. And she's a little shocked. She's like, doesn't know what to do at first and then slowly returns it. And he says, thanks for getting my family out of there. She says, thanks for coming after us. And they break the hug and she starts serving people bowls of this sort of thrown together soup.
2: Does Raven still have the bee armor on? I think
5: it's starting to go. Okay. Unless you had a scene you wanted to do with it, and we can roll the clock back a little, that, like after you set the fire, you go do something. No,
2: actually the the opposite. She, she didn't want to go inside while still in the armor because it seems silly to try to like wash up while still, you know. So after she got the fire going, she just sat in front of it and watched it kind of looking down at the armor and, and just waiting for it to wear off. Not really looking at anyone or talking to anyone who's nearby, but just just sitting and waiting.
5: Yeah. The fire glints off the gold and black, shiny gloss plating and coverings that it is made up of. And eventually, as you're like looking at your reflection and the flickering of the fire on it, the form begins to shine and disappears again in those like fairy light particles and they trail off into the night.
2: After that happens, I think she, she sits for a couple more minutes and then we'll go inside and maybe change clothes and wash up a little bit. And then when she comes back out, she'll grab a bowl and get some soup and sit down and start making eye contact with people again.
5: (laughs) You do have a huge bruise.
2: Yep, She might, uh, if there's any kind of like ice pack or like frozen Bag of vegetables in the freezer, she's going to grab that and just kind of throw it on her shoulder and try to balance it while she eats.
3: There's a, a section of Whittaker's cabinet set aside for training days, and it's ice packs and ibuprofen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's grabbed like a like an ace bandage and wrapped it so the little, like, small bag of peas is <laughs> stuck to her shoulder.
5: I like the idea that Raven is like back in the kitchen doing this while like everyone else is getting stuff. Mm-hmm. And Aiden will like pop her head in. Did you want any? Oh, uh, did you want any of the soup or?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab some. I was, you know, waiting for the armor to wear off, and then cleaned up and trying to take care of this. And she'll kind of like show her. Oh my god, uh, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah, I, I would offer
5: to do something about it, but I, I've, I've just been so off lately. I don't want to make it worse.
2: No, it's. It's okay. It's not that bad. If it bothers me, I'll try to do a little something to it, but I, I think it'll be fine, honestly. You know, maybe just a, a good reminder that we'll go away. Just for a couple days.
1: Yeah. You're okay though?
2: I think I will be. We'll we'll see how things go. You know, today was a lot and it really sucked. And uh I think Raven's gonna start like welling up and start getting emotional. I'm- Kind of lean against the counter and sit on the floor. Just hold the ice pack to her shoulder. It really sucked. A lot. Like, wow. This was bad. She'll
5: sit down kind of across from you. Because it's a small kitchen, so there's like just enough space for the two to sit with your knees together.
2: How are you doing? I was really scared
5: today. Like the whole day.
2: Yeah. I don't think my my like heart rate has completely come back down. It was just up there all day long. Just, wow. I don't know if I'm ever going to forget the look on Felicity's face when she was pulled out of the car earlier today. That was bad. How are you doing, actually? Speaking of that, you, I know you you took it pretty well, but like, jeez, that guy was pretty big.
5: She kind of bites her lower lip and then like thumbs it where it got split a little bit.
2: Uh, I'll be alright. That's not the worst. But that doesn't usually you don't usually bleed when you get hurt. That's new, right?
5: Yeah. I I don't know what's going on. My teleporting was a mess. Yeah. I think maybe it's just this trip, it's like
2: We've been really stressed out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe um after we, you know, fix the car and kinda of move move on for a little bit, maybe we can take some time and I don't know, test out your powers. See if they still are off or if this was just a, a temporary thing. I feel like we
5: should just take it easy for the next couple days. I don't want to test things unless you know, we put some space between this and then.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Let's get out of here and put this very, very far behind us before any of us honestly do any kind of magic. I think we all need a break. Has anyone checked on Felicity?
5: Whitaker did. I think they're talking about the fight and how it went. I I just figured I'd check make sure you're dealing with that, okay?
2: I mean, as good as anyone.
5: She looks at you. It's okay to not be all right, Raven. I know we didn't talk about it much, but I have I have been pushed to killing people before and you can feel very alone afterwards. And I just wanted to, you know, remind you you're not we're all here for you.
2: Thanks. I think sometimes we forget that you've been around a lot longer than all of us, and you've you've seen a lot of things, and you've got so much more experience than all of us in a lot of stuff, even the really terrible stuff. It's good to know that we've got each other.
5: We'll get through this. Yeah, we will. Uh, she'll get up. I'll make some ice packs so you don't have to keep using our vegetables.
2: That would be great. I am going to need them.
5: She'll go and like fill up some water bottles that, you know, halfway so the ice can form, and put them in the freezer.
2: Um, and Raven, while she's still on the floor, is gonna t- kind of turn and look at the cabinet next her and just open it and just be like, do you think do you think Whitaker keeps any like alcohol anywhere? And she's like, there's gotta be something, right? Like, I know it's bad and we should like, yeah, we shouldn't just drown out our prompt, but like tonight, There's gotta, come on, and she's just rummaging through to see if there's any, like, secret stash.
3: Oh, you don't gotta rummage. It's extensive.
2: She just grabs a couple of bottles of whatever and brings it out and, like, puts it down. Wherever the wine is for everyone to share, just puts it down for everybody. Yeah. I think she'll make pointed eye contact with Whitaker just to be like, is this good? Is this okay? And then we'll open one and pour herself (laughs) some in a mug. (laughs) (laughs) because she's not trying to be a jerk she will make sure it's okay but it's still (laughs) happening
3: great minds you know how they do uh yeah you all have some soup
5: you can have some post-combat liquid courage
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping the vibe would be a little more celebratory when we started drinking So when I ask, all right, everyone, what's everyone drinking? (laughs) It feels really off color now.
5: Well, it's up to you, Whitaker. What's in the camper? What's available?
3: See, I thought it'd be like funny if just canonically it's the same stuff we're drinking right now. IRL. Okay, sure. We did establish Whitaker's got two shelves in the liquor cabinet. One for the nice stuff, which is like the good wine and the good alcohol that he shares and bribes scientists with. Uh, And then there's the good stuff, which is just to really get you fucked up, along with just some random shit he's accumulated and hasn't finished (laughs) over the years.
2: Raven grabs from the second shelf.
3: Damn right she do.
2: She knows not to touch the good, good stuff, the expensive stuff. That's not what we need.
3: Whitaker does offer.
2: But if she's grabbing it, she's getting the the fun stuff. Okay. It's a lot of cider, apparently, based on- All of us
3: (laughs) A lot of cider in there
1: And an entire bottle of Captain
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's a bottle of this lychee stuff Yeah, Whitaker's Mm. drinking like this um, Strange lychee drink Weird
2: (laughs) Definitely from Prithy
3: He bought it like on Prithy's recommendation And like never Mm. got around to actually drinking it And he tries it, he's like Eh, alright Fair enough (laughs)
5: Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys have some soup. Allie takes a spoonful for herself and then, like, takes a spoonful and, like, drops it into Cooper's mouth. He's just like, wah, like, opens his mouth as of the
3: soup.
2: I love them so much.
3: While everybody's sitting around the campfire, do we want to talk about what happened tonight? And more importantly, he looks at the Springers. What questions do you have for us? I don't want to leave you in the dark on anything here. Uh, We want to leave them in the dark on a couple of things, I'm pretty sure. I don't intend to leave them in the dark on things that put their lives in danger tonight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your discretion.
5: Heather, who has not really been touching the soup a lot, you know, she's had some, but she's kind of just sitting there with it by her side and been staring into the fire. And she says, I don't really want to know anything about your group. I feel like the less we know, the safer we are. And she shoots a look over at Theo. He like frowns at her, like, don't be harsh. They went through it too today. In like fact, he might say something to that effect. And then turns to Whitaker and says, as far as I can tell, nobody took my ID. So I don't think we're tied to this, really.
3: No. As far as I could tell from the sweep I did of the area, there's no real witnesses around to talk about you being there. You showed up on the scene before any calls had been made. Or sorry, after any all the calls had been made. We can leave your names out of all of this. That is not an issue here.
5: Yeah, I, I don't really want to get involved with the authorities. Which, I guess you are. Some of us. Kind of glossed over that a little.
3: Yeah. I can tell you more if he looks at Heather if that's something you'd like he
5: looks over at Allie who's maybe not like near this conversation but like is still in the area and he says you and I could maybe talk later but I don't think we have to go into details tonight
3: sure alright um Hugo, Heather what was your side? We, we are pretty separated from you what, what happened on your end? Luck, for the most part.
5: We got Allie's message from Cooper, made a plan, followed through.
0: Nice and simple. Thank you. Thank you
3: for all that. That was, um, that was everything we needed at the time. And I really appreciate you all coming in there like that.
0: There are some things that should probably be discussed, and Hugo looks both at Heather and then at Theo. However, I don't know if you want to discuss this amongst everyone at a fire or at another point in time.
5: Heather picks up her bowl, scrapes some of the solid bits into the fire, and then just like chucks the rest of the broth out into the grass and like gives the bowl back over to Aiden. And she says, thanks for dinner. I'm going to bed. And unless anyone stops her, Heather's going to go back into that trailer.
3: This won't change my answer one way or the other, but just for seeing, are her tattoos exposed?
5: No. Okay. Uh, because I, well, roll a sharp check. Sharp check? Because she got tackled by the chupacabra, and it's likely that her clothes got ripped a little bit, so there's a chance you could notice. It's a fail. Whitaker doesn't see shit. Okay, you don't pick it up. She just, Heather's not in the mood, because she did a lot of killing tonight, and- with another Whispered member. And that brought back a lot of memories and feelings for her. So. And, I- and I'm saying this as the keeper. This is not to shut down scenes with her. But if you want to engage with her. It's going to take more than just. Should we talk? <laughs> this is a woman who's been through some stuff. And you know it's going to take a little more convincing. And like risk on your part as the other
0: characters. So if anything Hugh is going to let her go. Mm-hmm. But he's going to try to maintain eye contact with Theo to see what he does. Theo
5: goes and sits down next to Allie and just sort of engages with her, you know. You sent Cooper out to get a message out? That was so smart. (sighs) I'm really proud of you. You were really
0: brave today. You know, he's just like doing the parent thing. Welp, time to do some stupid stuff. And we'll see how it pays off. Hugo's going to walk over to them and see if they acknowledge his presence. Uh, yeah. You, right.
5: yeah how's it going man you all right doesn't look like you guys got hurt very
0: much i've been through far far worse things yeah and it's kind of the same way do you mind if we have a little talk
5: sure uh you finish up your soup alley and i'll uh make sure you give your dishes back to miss aiden i will i'll help do the dishes later too
2: <laughs>
5: work on that homekeeping badge right yeah <laughs> so yeah he'll get up and go walk somewhere if you want to have a talk with him you go
2: okay
0: he was going to walk him over to a tree that is easily within eyesight of everyone in the group
5: there aren't really trees right this is like shrubby prairie land area so like you can walk a distance away but there's not like a lot of
4: cover that's fair you can lean against vehicles
5: yeah, I mean, like, you could go behind the camper, you could go off to, like, that, like, ledge that looks down on the snipe
0: nests. That might be a little bit too dangerous for what I'm planning, but. Okay. <laughs> you, kn- you know what? Yeah, let's go over to that ledge. And Hugo's going to actually sit down on the ledge so that his legs are hanging over it. And To Theo, he's going to take out his arm and ask, Are you familiar with these? He will also sit down.
5: He scratches his beard a little bit, says, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Heather's got some like it. So you're... You like her? For the most part, yeah. A few differences. I figure.
5: You wouldn't be breathing if uh, she thought you were dangerous.
0: You're probably not wrong there. Actually, you're absolutely not wrong there. I think she has some missing information on some things going on in the world. And I realize that... There's some things that I don't know, apparently, either. I'm not surprised. We live in a world full of secrets. It's full of them. I can tell she's... Honestly, I'm not really good with people, so I apologize. But I'm pretty sure she's not in the mood to talk, just in general.
5: Yeah, no, best to give her space. I think tonight brought back some bad memories for her, so... She's dealing with it in her way.
0: If you can, try to stay in contact. There's some things she should know that while not making life any easier may be beneficial to her hmm well I don't want to speak for her but takes out his phone and give you my number Hugo's also going to give his number mm-hmm. along with Whitaker's number <laughs> Theo smirks when he
5: sees that you've like added two contacts to his list and he says
0: god we're being idiots idiots does that have to do the truck? Because I don't know how you guys did that.
5: Yeah, I, uh, I'm not good at dodging dinosaurs. God, what a
0: mess. Hey, at least he has insurance, I think. Sounds like he's got government money. I'm glad we didn't take my car. <laughs> Solid choice.
5: I'll let Heather know that you want to help. That's all I can do from from my standpoint.
0: If it's of any comfort... Some things have changed, hopefully for the better. Hmm.
5: They certainly must have, because, well, when she first came to me with Allie, she didn't give me the whole story, but I got the sense that she burned a lot of bridges. And then some. And life hasn't been the same. You know, I was I was an intern at a newspaper company. I, I didn't know about any of this, any gestures down at the snipe nests, until she filled me in. So, in a way, she's made our lives what they are. I've never questioned her on it. I trust her, but it does feel like she's running most of the time.
0: Well, as weird of a saying as it is, may the bridges she burns light the way. (laughs) Maybe.
5: And uh, he'll stand up and return back to the camp.
0: And as he's walking away, he just calls back, Good soup.
5: (laughs) 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 I love Hugo so much. I love Hugo.
3: He's really good. Everything
5: he does is gold. Felicity. (laughs) Oh no, Whitaker, did we do your thing?
3: Did you have a thing? I was just prompting some group discussion. If people got specific things they want to do, go for it.
5: Okay, we can do Felicity scene if you're ready, Maddie.
1: I'm more than ready. I was born ready. Cool. So Felicity, I would, I would think this is a little bit later on in the evening so we can put this wherever it's got to go. She has been, she's a couple drinks in. And for Felicity, that's a decent amount. So sitting around the fire, she'll turn to Raven and she'll say, hey, can we go inside for a second? I just gotta talk to you about something, I think.
2: Yeah, of course. Raven will get up and, like, immediately stand up and follow her in.
1: Alright, and we will make our way to the camper. When Felicity gets into the camper, she's going to dig around in the drawers in Whittaker's kitchen.
2: Raven's just leaning in the doorway, watching, really confused. <laughs> Just watching, like, oh, I thought you wanted to talk, but like...
1: Come in. Come in, come in, come in. We're gonna talk. Okay. Listen, Raven, we're gonna have a moment, but we gotta do something first. I'm done with this. I'm done. I just gotta... I'm gonna shed my skin and become a beautiful Agent Butterfly.
2: Raven's getting closer because she's really worried just very gently stepping closer to her.
1: <laughs> she pulls out a pair of kitchen scissors and she's gonna hand them to Raven. Can you just cut it?
2: Felicity. She's gonna like take the scissors but like take Felicity's hands like you know I don't have like any experience in cutting hair right? I just want you to to know that up front.
1: Listen. My hair does what it wants anyway, so you could probably do whatever to it, and it would just go, boing.
2: That's fair. Okay. All right. Um, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right, and she's gonna like grab a chair and like sit Felicity down, and grab like a towel and kind of put it like drape it around her front. She's just trying to make this feel like a like professional. Um, and she's gonna, like, comb her fingers through her hair and be like, so, how short? What are you, what are you thinking?
1: Like, to the ears?
2: That's, that's bold. That's real short. Are you sure you want to cut like that from someone who, being completely honest, has no idea what they're doing right now? Yes. Okay.
1: Because I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I also have no idea what I'm doing right now. In, like, life. In the whole thing. In the whole shebang. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I just... I just want to be new. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that makes... No, I get it.
1: So we're just just two people who have no idea what they're doing. No idea. We're gonna live our best lives, right? Because... Fuck! You, know, you could be crushed into a marble, at any point in the day, just crushed. So let's cut my hair off.
2: All right, I I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you I'm gonna cut less than you want to start, just because again, no clue what I'm doing. You're still gonna be beautiful no matter what, but I don't want to ruin your hair. So we're gonna go to like the shoulders, and then we'll go a little less than that, and we'll see. We don't we don't have like a handheld mirror, so you're gonna just have to trust me. I'm gonna cut it and then you can go look.
1: Raven, I trust you so much. Do you really? Well yeah.
2: That's really sweet. And hey, Felicity, I trust you too. Sick.
1: Hey, did I tell you I'm not gonna be doing magic anymore?
2: No, that's new, but hey, we're making decisions. We're we're starting new. That's if you don't wanna do magic anymore, we're here for you.
1: That's a lie. I'm probably going to do magic again.
2: But if you need to take a break, you know, I was just talking to Aiden. I think we're all just going to, you know, in the morning, we're going to get out of here and we're going to just take some time, just really low key and not not do anything for a while. And while she's talking, she's going to be like combing Felicity's hair with her fingers. She does not have a brush. I don't think brushes (laughs) and Felicity's hair really work together anyway and she's, she's gonna like pull it back on her back and just start snipping like way long like she's only gonna co- cut a few inches off but she's gonna just start chopping at Felicity's hair while she's talking yeah how hold on how long is Felicity's hair right now?
1: Felicity's hair is fairly long full curly without being wet or straight it is probably down to her like her shoulder blades okay so it's it's a lot of hair.
2: Oh yeah. So I think Raven's gonna start and they'll be like, this is this is dumb and she's gonna like, scoot Felicity's chair into the kitchen and like wet her down at the sink just little by little and like wet her hair down <laughs> just to make it a little more manageable. And then she's just gonna start snipping and she's gonna go to like, just above the shoulders knowing once it dries it'll get shorter so like right at the shoulders and she's gonna try and make it even and she's really gonna do her best but Raven has been drinking tonight. Hey
5: Raven roll 2d6. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Brittany? Yep? We called this. Oh yeah. <laughs> we called this.
1: <laughs> I have talked to Brittany so much about this scene. And she was like, Natalie's gonna make me
2: roll. I just got so scared because I rolled a dice I don't usually use. It has like a logo for the six. And so I got a one and a six, and I thought I got two ones. <laughs> Am I adding anything to this roller? No. If we don't add anything, it's a seven.
5: I don't know that any of the moves are really intended for cutting hair, so. I mean, act
2: under pressure.
5: Okay, yeah. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. You can say no. You are in charge. I mean... <sighs> hey, fun fact. I leveled up last time, and so I gave myself a plus one in cool, so now I have a whole one in cool, and I don't think that changes oh. the outcome, so it's a...
5: makes it an eight, yeah.
2: Yeah, it makes it an eight, if we're adding cool. Thanks for not failing. I, I thought I rolled double ones, and I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. And, like... Even if it's really bad, it's still curly, so once it poofs up, you won't be able to tell that bad if it's really uneven.
4: Are you not burning a luck point on this haircut? They're, no, you do not have to. There also,
2: I will say, she's just using kitchen shears, which are, like, probably not that sharp. I think that's the that's the big thing, is you're not you don't have the right tools,
5: but you do fine. And again, it's Felicity's curly hair. You get it all to about the same length,
2: She'll gather up all the loose hair and kind of like push her into the bathroom. Like, go look, go look, go see. Do you like it?
5: Yeah, it's it's simple. There's not a lot, le- like you're not doing layers. You're not like doing, you know, actual hairstyling technique. You're just, you're cutting the hair. She's chopping it. You're making it not just like a full on, you know, razor cut across the back, but you do fine.
2: She's going to kind of towel dry her a little bit so it like kind of curls and, yeah. you know, poofs up a little bit to hide the unevenness. It's a good look. I I like it. What do you think?
1: How, how long is it now when it's dry?
2: Once it's dry, it should be just below your ears. Because it's curly, so it like...
1: Yeah, it like bounces back up.
2: Yeah, she left it a, just a smidge longer than you said, just out of her own, not trusting her skills. So you can get it professionally fixed somewhere else. <laughs> it's pretty short. She went to like your chin.
1: Good. Okay, okay, okay. Felicity is going to do a little bit of a shakeout and fluff her hair and play around with it a little bit.
2: Raven's helping. She's with you in the bathroom like kind of like messing it around and making sure it looks good.
1: It's so light now.
2: Yeah. You'll get used to it. You'll use a lot less shampoo. Beware of that.
1: What do you think everyone's going to say?
2: Who cares? As long as you love it, Let's let's go show them. Come on. And
1: Felicity's going to throw the door open to the front of the trailer and say, Hello, guys.
2: Hi, Felicity. Oh. Raven's behind Felicity, kind of nodding like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, everyone. <laughs> kind of gesturing to it like, look what we did.
3: Did, did you?
2: It's new. Ta-da. Cute. Yeah.
4: Damien runs to the front of the working vehicle, kicks it in a way to turn the headlights on, and turns his surface reflective to become a spotlight <laughs> for Felicity.
5: <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's really good. Aiden is, like, carrying some of the dishes and things inside, followed by Allie, and Allie is just like...
3: oh, <gasps> I love it!
5: Thanks! And, yeah, she is, like, scooching by you, Felicity, to, like, get inside and put the dishes down. But she kind of will, like, ruffle your hair a little bit. I like it a lot.
1: Me too. Raven did a great job, right?
5: She looks at you, Raven, and just kind of mouths, like,
1: good job. (laughs)
5: And goes into the kitchen.
2: Raven will give her a look back, like, kind of a a shrug, like, (laughs) eww.
3: you know what, if that's the most impulsive decision she's gonna make tonight, I'm very happy with that.
1: Whitaker, do you love it? Do you love it so much?
3: I adore it, darling. Raven, he called me darling. The bottle Whitaker's holding is half
1: empty. (laughs) (laughs) Are we gonna do yours next, Whitaker?
3: No, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, no, I, this was a one-time thing. It's a miracle it came out this good. So, um, and Raven's gonna, like, put the scissors away? Yeah,
4: just not while he's awake. What? No, sh- No!
5: <laughs> Theo, who's also, like, halfway through a cup of wine, just says, Just saying, twin
3: cut, would be a lot safer. It's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man.
3: Did a good job, Raven. Raven, I thought you cut your own hair.
2: Yeah, there's a reason it looks the way it does. I've never claimed I'm good at it. <laughs> do you think I wanted bangs this short? They started off at the normal length and then you just like, well... <laughs> Should I get bangs? No, no, no. Hey, Felicity, Felicity,
3: no bangs for you. Absolutely One not. One
2: step at a time, you know? Okay. If you, hey, you know, sleep on this haircut, go through a couple washes, and then if you decide you want bangs we'll talk about it. But again, I am not qualified to do that for you.
3: <laughs> as long as there's no hair on my trailer floor we're good.
2: Raven's gonna like look like uh and then run into the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Canonly, there is so much orange hair. Yeah. Cause it's dried now, so it's just like There's
3: a lot of hair on that girl. It's all over the side room where you guys have been staying. At least it's easier to clean up when it's dry
2: though. She's just scooping it all up and throwing. she's she's gonna get it clean before everyone goes to bed because she does feel bad.
5: <laughs> Raven, as you're like you know, rushing around scooping, you're like bending over a bunch. And at one point, your deck of cards falls out of your pocket.
2: She's definitely going to curse on your breath and like shove it back in her pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. After she finishes cleaning up, though, because I like, do, she's she feels really bad about the mess. Um, it will drive her crazy to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, after she finishes throwing all the hair away and cleaning up and everything, she'll stop in the kitchen to like pull the cards back out. I
5: mean, in the kitchen, Allie and Aiden are washing the dishes. And like occasionally in like the sudsy sink area, Cooper will like pop up with like bubbles on his head, just whoop! <laughs> like dive back down, come out with like a spoon, hand it to Ellie.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
5: Cooper! <laughs> like scrubbing along with Aiden.
2: <laughs> I cannot with Cooper the Hoop snake. He's so cute. <laughs> I love him so much.
5: Yeah. Speaking of, where's your familiar?
2: Ooh, um, yeah, after she – because she sent Wendy to – Wendy has been
5: – whiz was, was with Allie. Yeah, Wendy
2: followed Allie until they were, like, reunited, I would imagine. Because Wendy never had a reason to come back. Because I said, like, come back if if there's danger. And the danger happened everywhere all at once. <laughs> um. So, yeah, as soon as they – as soon as they were reunited with Allie, Wendy would have been back with Raven. And Wendy just kind of is always – at her feet or in her hood. Yeah.
5: Nearby. I'm just wondering if you want like a moment with them or.
2: Yeah. I think she'll, she'll look down at Wendy sitting next to her and scoop them up and leave the trailer and walk a little ways away from the fire. Not super far, still completely within sight, but she wants to get a little ways away from the group. She'll sit down on the ground with Wendy and pull the cards out. And with the cards still facing down, She's holding the deck, almost wanting to flip one over and feeling the edges of them, but they're not even fully out of their little box. She's just tentatively running her thumb over them and looking at Wendy. She slides the cards back into the box and she looks away and then after another minute, pulls the box out, looks at the cards again, just not really sure what she wants to do in this moment.
5: Wendy puts a a little paw on your thigh and it's like looking to the cards, looking to you. It's quiet, you know, out here in the Badlands. There's not a lot of noise. All the snipes of They're in their nest. They're sleeping for the evening, mm-hmm. having been freed and released. There's sort of a, a light breeze. The grass is catching some of the moon that shines down.
2: Yeah, she's just going to have Wendy in front of her and just look at them and be like, I don't know what to do. I I told myself I was never going to pull another card after the fire... And I put myself back in the same situation and had to pull another one in the middle of danger. I don't... I don't think I'm responsible enough for these. And she's just going to keep, like, turning them over in her hands and playing with them. Just look at Wendy, knowing they won't respond because Wendy can't talk.
5: As you're, like, flipping through the cards, you hear very quietly like a whisper in your mind, just... the sound of thunder crackling keep flipping through and you hear like something going into a lake you hear a wave crashing on surf a wolf call looking around no one at the camp is like reacting and again the sounds are quiet they're muffled and almost like whispers. You feel a little warmth on the back of your neck. You hear a wildcat. (laughs) You glance back at the campfire and just hear that, like, roar of flames. Then you see a breeze pick up some leaves swirl around you and Windy you blink and you are in that space that you sometimes go to with the spirits oh shit (laughs) and one by one these figures step out of the shadowed edge of that space and you see coming forward with every step a little crackle of lightning is the storm spirit wreathed in feathers and kind of like the sorceress from He-Man uh, if that's a good reference for, like, visual. You see it's an unfamiliar figure, but they leap forward, and they're covered in, like, these green algae-covered lily pad shapes uh, with some mottled skin and sort of a, a mischievous grin on their face.
2: Natalie, is that the disappointment frog? <laughs>
5: it's the frog spirit.
2: Yes! <laughs> I never got to meet them as a, as a spirit They just showed up as a sad little frog. She clocks them, though. She knows.
5: You see the selkie who, in this sort of liminal space, just sort of, like, swims forward and then, like, and just puts her hands down as she's on the shore of something. Uh, And you can see her seal coat resting down her shoulders. Padding up behind you is the wolf spirit who eventually takes a couple steps and then stands and is this, like, bare-chested guy with dark, long hair, and sort of a scraggly beard and these like bright green eyes and he then sits down cross-legged and leans on an arm looks at you. You see uh, another figure who you don't recognize at first but you see they've got the pelt of a mountain lion wrapped across them as the lioness spirit arrives and then there's a little light that twinkles and comes forward and there's a little fairy humanoid form of the bee spirit wearing the armor that they so often gift to you and they say hey raven
2: hi i uh i i don't know how i got here honestly i don't know if i called you here or you called me here does it matter i guess not i guess i i wanted to talk to you guys i don't know if i'm the right person to have this deck. I feel like I failed you guys.
5: The storm spirit looks at you and their eyes are just like energy like behind them. When they speak it has that like a booming sort of <laughs> of the thunder behind it. And they say right person what does this mean? You are the keeper of the deck. There is no earning that. It was a gift. The selkie spirit chimes up. And she says do you think Beatrice earned the deck? Who? The wolf. The last witch to call on us. Beatrice Jones.
2: Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was me, the player being very, very excited. Raven's Raven's keeping her cool in this moment. Mm-hmm.
5: The little honeybee just says her teacher gave it to her. You don't earn gifts, Raven.
2: I just. I feel like I haven't respected the power that comes with this enough. And I thought that I was being smarter by only relying on you in emergencies, but that has not been the case, apparently. And it's. It turned out really bad. And I. I don't really know how to come back from that. I got. Lucky, I guess, earlier today, and I got help when I needed it. But back in the forest, I could have died and I could have killed my friends and family all around me. And I guess I, I just really underestimated the power of all of you. And I, I messed up real bad.
4: Everybody makes mistakes.
2: A lioness, even
5: spirits, and she'll turn and all the spirits turn. And another figure steps forward. That's a new figure for you, but they are ablaze. And their skin has sort of a spotted pattern and wreathing, glowing tattoos of flame and ember. And their eyes have the like slitted appearance of an amphibian, but they stand there with their arms folded regarding you, and it's the salamander spirit.
2: I think Raven, uh, Raven like can't meet their eyes and it's just like looking down. She saw them and she knows who they are and she is just not quite bowing her head but like cannot look at them.
5: Are you so afraid of my power you would turn from me even now?
2: She's gonna kinda sorta start to look up at them and just say you and I almost hurt a lot of people and I I don't know what to do. I don't wanna run away from this but I don't know how to fix this.
5: The the spirit flies to between the two of you. they say to the salamander spirit, We can't always get what we want when called on. The salamander nods and they say, If she is not ready, I will not be held back by an inexperienced, arrogant witch. Are you still looking down, Raven?
2: I think at that she's going to look up. Normally, Raven would... Just take that as, like, well, yep, yeah, okay, but she's got a little bit of extra liquid confidence in her tonight, and uh, she's gonna look up and meet the salamander spirit's eyes. Inexperienced, yes. Arrogant, no. Ignorant, maybe by accident, but that falls under inexperienced.
5: And she quickly strides over to you, and honeybee, mm-hmm. and, like out of the way. And she is like right up in your face, staring at you, her hair,
2: an inferno. Raven's not breaking eye contact at this point.
5: She looks at you up, up and down, and her expression kind of softens, and she is going to reach for your hand. Do you do anything?
2: I think Raven's going to lift up her hand to meet her, but still not breaking eye contact. I will do whatever it takes to protect those close to me and I will I will learn I will do whatever I have to do to be in better standing with all of you and to learn from you and not just call on you at the last second I I could use more guidance I I don't know what I'm doing and I need I need your help and she's gonna give her hand to her
5: Salamander takes her hand and with her other fingers kind of runs it across the scar of a tail that looks like a flame on the back of your hand. And because she's a fire spirit, there are no tears at the corners of her eye. It almost looks like a liquid molten metal, which she kind of bleaks away and just puts her other hand on top of yours. I'm sorry about this.
2: Don't be. I needed to be taught a lesson and I have learned it, I hope, and I want to do better in the future. And if this serves as a reminder of that, then I will keep it and I will cherish it.
5: He meets her eyes again and kind of grins. No fear. And she'll let go and in like fire, swirl back and join the rest of the spirits. And they look like they begin to fade, but you hear another voice. Not bad, Raven. Not bad at all. You follow with your eyes where that voice is coming from. You see a figure in simple leather with fur around the edges, a wooden mask kind of half-lipped up, and antlers and long rabbit ears, and a bow carved out of intricate wood with a quiver full of quills.
2: I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and
5: they smile at you and give you a little wink. And... You are back on the, the planes and Wendy's just sort of there with their paw and you're like looking at you.
2: Raven's going to scoop up Wendy and give him a big hug.
5: They give you a hug back.
2: Oh, that's so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Raven's, uh, Raven's crying just a little bit into Wendy's fur. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. She would never admit it to anyone else. Yeah, she's gonna just stay there for a little while, just hugging and petting Wendy um, and thank them. Um, And then after she gets herself together and and like wipes her tears away, she's gonna head back over to the the little campfire and sit down over there with if, if anyone's still out there.
5: Yeah. Who's sitting up by the fire, guys?
4: Okay, so I know not everyone's in like a celebratory mood, but it's my understanding that people need comforting so if anyone needs some Aiden time or a hug or whatever it is that supports you you're gonna need to be vocal about it because I'm not gonna pick up on that shit so is everyone good emotionally because you all seem to be good physically
2: if uh, if Damien says that as Raven is walking up, Raven will just walk right up to him and be like, I could use a hug.
4: Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, get in here.
2: And just give him just a big old squeeze. Thank you. That was nice. And then she'll go sit down at the fire.
4: Yeah, yeah. Felicity, you you seemed like you needed something. What can we do for you?
1: I would like some Aiden time, please.
5: She is coming out of the trailer, just kind of drying her hands off on a towel. Allie runs over and, like, hugs her Uncle Theo and sits down next to him. Says, oh, how'd it go? Record time. A whole ten minutes for everyone's dishes. <laughs> you know, like, Cooper's just like, whoop, whoop. All right, you did help a little bit. And Theo's like, we don't have to tell the badge maker that.
3: <laughs> this is the cutest fucking kid. Thank you so much.
5: You're welcome. Yeah, Aiden will walk over and sit down next to you, Felicity. I really do like the haircut. I think it's I think it's nice.
1: Thanks. I feel so much lighter in a way. You know? Anyway, um, I'm having a bad time. Can we go like maybe chat?
5: Oh yeah. Just the two of
1: us? Yeah.
5: No, sure. That's okay.
1: Okay, let's do that. Where do you want to go?
5: Just take a walk.
1: Hey, Aiden. I've had, like, three whole glasses of wine.
5: Uh-huh. That's okay.
1: I'm feeling a little toasty.
5: Do you just want to go sit on a bed and lie down? Are you feeling dizzy?
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's go sit somewhere. Not walk.
5: That's fine. Cool. Uh, So, yeah, you can go sit in the trailer if you want.
1: All right, let's do
5: head inside. She follows you. We're doing the scene. What do you want to talk to her about?
1: So I cut all my hair off.
5: Yeah, it, it looks nice.
1: But also I killed a lot of people. I know. And like, Whitaker talked to me about it, but he was just basically like, you'll be sad forever about it. And...
5: Spot on, by the way. That's, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've been practicing.
1: You're literally an angel. Did I do something bad?
5: Yes and no. I mean, good and bad are very abstract concepts, and I I tend not to ascribe them to people. Actions are good or bad, but people are people, and we make good and bad decisions all the time. That includes me. So yes, killing those people was a bad thing, but... I mean, you helped save everybody.
1: Yeah, but I don't know why I did that. Because, up to this point, everyone's been fine so far. And I haven't killed anybody.
5: Well, we as a group have killed people before. I mean... I was there when Anari died. There was that boar shifter. (sighs) There was the bear shifter. Cade, or whatever his name was. It's a dangerous world, Felicity. And normal people, normal people can be pushed to the extreme in situations like that.
1: What if they had kids?
5: Like I said, it's, it's complicated. And I think Whitaker's right. It doesn't... I'm not going to say something that'll you know make you not feel guilty or bad about it, but Felicity, do you love me? Of course. I love you too. We've both killed people. It doesn't make you unlovable. I think choosing what to do next, where you choose to walk your path next, is that's, that's the most important thing. And again, this was self-defense. I mean...
1: Aiden... I miss my mom.
5: Have you checked in with her lately?
1: Not really. Do you think that... I shouldn't tell her about this, should I?
5: That's not my call to make. But I think... I think definitely give it time. I wouldn't tell her right away.
1: Eden, I miss when things were just normal.
5: Me too. Could I use some normal tonight? She looks outside. We'll say there's like a tiny window. You see the group of you sitting around the fire. I have an idea. She's going to get up. Is there anything people want to do before I do a little scene to wrap up this evening of talking? and
0: Knock yourself out. Okay. Does Hugo have to be there?
5: Uh, Not for all of it, no okay yeah and we can do stuff after this scene but this is like this is my contribution to evening of drinks around the campfire she goes over to whitaker's desk area and there are some speakers plugged in somewhere she unplugs those brings them over to the kitchenette and opens the window and sets them on the sill and then takes her like ipod out and plugs it in puts on some like soft quiet music she'll like gesture for you to follow her and uh there's just this music starts it's it's loud enough that you can hear it but not like jarring it's sort of soft at first and then just this quiet melody when you follow her out she will take your hand Felicity and she just starts dancing with you
1: Felicity a little hesitant but will start
2: dancing too
5: she's not being fancy about it, you know, it's just like playful and uh, simple.
2: Raven's gonna stand up and like, kind of over the top, like gesture to Whitaker to see (sighs) if he'll dance. (laughs) And then like really, like really overly formally try to do like the I guess like waltz, like holding your hands up and like her hand up on his shoulder, like over the top, funny, dramatic, slow dancing, but bad.
5: Yeah, there's enough tempo to it that it's not just like sad, slow dance. It's like, it's dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden's got like a mix on that you can just like, move around to.
3: Whitaker gives her the most suspicious gaze ever. <laughs> Finishes the bottle. One second. <laughs> I can't finish the bottle.
2: <laughs> it's a good attempt.
3: And says, Well, you were right to wait till I was already done. And he and he gets up and he full on takes her takes her waist and like gives a little like jump. He's very strong.
2: Aww.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And spins her around a bit.
5: Yeah.
2: That's okay. She's definitely very surprised at that. She was just hoping for some silly, like fake slow dancing, like pretending oh, no. to waltz because yep. she doesn't know how to oh, dance, no. but she's thrilled.
3: Not neither does Whitaker, but like but like he's being nice and theatrical about it. for for her sake.
2: Very over the top. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Allie, her eyes
5: are like (gasps) and like tugs on Theo's shirt. (laughs) And he goes, may I have this dance Allie cat?
2: I thought you'd never ask.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And the two of them like lock hands and start to dance around the fire with all of you.
2: Raven's going to after, you know, like a, maybe a song goes by, she's going to kind of do the same thing to Allie and do the like twirling her hand and reaching asking Allie yeah. to dance.
5: Theo will like twirl her around and then over to you.
2: Yep. <laughs> and she'll dance with Allie and kind of side-eye mm-hmm. Whitaker a little bit to see if him and Theo will dance together. <laughs> <laughs> Wholesome.
3: Whitaker offers his hand.
2: She's trying to not be too obvious, but that's definitely her intention.
3: He can pick up and spin Theo around too. Like it's it's not hard.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think Raven will do the same to Allie. She'll she'll scoop her up and like spin her around a few times.
3: Yeah, she's just like you know little
5: kid giggling. She at one point like points, and you see like Cooper has like bit his tail again and is like doing hoops around Wendy, who's like leaping through occasionally to like the beat of the music.
1: Wholesome.
5: Yeah. Ghosty is actually on a log doing like a little like spirit dance.
1: I love my little empty brained spirits. I love them so much.
5: (laughs) Yeah, Tom's just sort of flitting about, you know, you're not really engaging in the dancing, but just creating atmosphere for those who can see him as he flies around.
2: Wow, people are moving and he's just fluttering around. Yeah, he'll just
5: like come over and like circle somebody for a little bit and then fly off to somebody, some other pair.
1: Not a single thought behind their eyes. The goodest boy.
4: Damien has snuck into the trailer and has found the phone. Okay, I'm not going to be evil enough to interrupt the song, but there does need to be a little bit of DJ Chimera in the queue. (laughs) Let me just add that song in real quick. Mm -hmm. Give everyone that little bit of extra pep. (laughs) And yeah, let's get the party going.
5: You put a, like, a, a song that probably you have to, like, go on, like, you know, a video streaming platform to get rather than, like, from Aiden's music.
2: Aiden doesn't have Spotify? Does DJ Chimera have a profile on Spotify is the question.
3: No, he's got a SoundCloud.
2: <laughs> yes! Jesus. Follow my SoundCloud.
5: You put a song in the queue time goes by and then eventually that song like comes on immediately with like, you know, like, Aiden it immediately it's like,
2: Damien! <laughs> Everyone else just rolls with it immediately and starts dancing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it was on shuffle, who knew? <laughs> Through the window. <laughs> and she does like laugh and eventually looks at you, Felicity, and she says, normal's what we make of it.
2: Dance the night away.
5: You dance around the fire. Does Hugo show up to dance? Yeah, Hugo, you said maybe you weren't there a part of this, but I think at one point Aiden will definitely offer to dance with you if you want.
0: <laughs> so Hugo's technically still over by that ridge area. Oh. Just lying on his back, looking at the stars while listening to everyone dancing around, realizing, okay, maybe Damien's right about more things than I thought. Little partying never hurt anyone. I'll keep that in mind. And then he will head over if Aiden grabs him.
5: I like the idea of you will wander back on your own, that eventually when she sees you coming, she'll like hand Felicity off to someone else.
2: (laughs) Raven will grab Felicity when Aiden grabs Hugo. Like Raven's going to dance with everybody at some point. (laughs) Yeah.
5: And so you do, you dance away. Uh, Whitaker, do you want to talk to Theo at all while you're dancing with him or later when people are going to bed
3: yeah he'll lean in at some point and just say like if you want to talk later i'm planning on staying up kind of late tonight no pressure and we can just just talk
5: he will just kind of squeeze your shoulder and say i think maybe coffee and talking is fine i can do that for you
3: is it that obvious that we're fucking is it that obvious to the group, no.
2: I think most of the group has no idea. And like, oh, they have a crush on each other. I wonder if they've talked at all. Yeah. Like, we have no idea.
3: Okay, good. <laughs> Strictly business. The
2: group is trying to set you up, not realizing you've already done it. Like, oh,
3: that okay. we're like, oh, oh right. let's
2: let's try and get them together. Aw. and like, you're way past that. You don't need oh. us. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my thinking with Raven.
3: I wasn't sure because, like, if anyone like Raven's the investigator of the group, I was wondering if she'd put it together
2: yet. I I don't think she would have any reason to, other than like they seem to both like each other. <laughs> she would have no way of knowing anything more than that. Of like, oh, maybe they've talked a little bit and we missed it.
1: Roll for investigate a mystery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Raven doesn't need to know it's okay. All right, all right, all right.
5: Yeah, unless there's any other scenes people want for that evening, uh, I'm prepared to sort of move away from it
2: we just get a a slow zoom backwards of our cute little dance party campfire
5: a soft crossfade as you are dancing around the fire the music is playing a little
2: bit of Whitney Houston now (laughs) I want to dance with somebody
4: (laughs) I want to feel the heat with somebody
3: (laughs) oh finally that comic is now canon sort of sort of (laughs) it's (laughs) all i wanted for so long
2: I wasn't even thinking about that perfect (laughs)
5: We do get a a glimpse, us, the viewers, the listeners, of Heather laying in her trailer, making one of her red constructs dance through her fingers as she just like lays there looking up at the ceiling. We hear the music playing and she doesn't really get up to like look out the window, but she does close her eyes, dismiss the construct and not smile, but rolls over and like actually attempts to sleep as the music plays and Whitaker if you're staying up to talk to Theo what do you talk about or what are you doing it because you're staying up late
3: the background thing that Whitaker's doing is writing the report but he's made coffee for the two of them sets it down on the table and uh sort of goes back to the question he had earlier do you have any questions for me about anything that happened tonight I won't tell you anything that I think would endanger you, obviously, but I don't want to just leave you in the dark on anything.
5: I feel like everything I have questions about is sort of personal questions about a lot of your friends. Your group's a lot weirder than you first let on.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how much liberty I am to answer any of those, but, uh... You can assume they're all magical in their own special unique ways and we just kind of have to live with it.
5: Yeah don't we all? I uh I worked on something uh before your friend made dinner and he sets his glasses on the table Whitaker and the lens is broken but he has spot soldered the frame back together and he says they're not perfect but I'm going to have to get a new pair anyway, so if they'll help you.
3: Oh. Are, are you going to be okay without them?
5: Well, I got the shots with the snipes that I think I feel like getting. We're probably going
3: to leave in the morning, so. Alright. Um, wow, Th- thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, if I've got some crafters in the group who might be able to work on a pair that I have if, if you just wanted the rooms. you You don't have to give me this. It's... It's not.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, if you want me to- if you've got a pair, I could do some matching.
3: I mean, I don't want to- I, I don't want to make you uh, do any extra work for me tonight if- They're not prescription if you're worried about, like- Oh, sure, sure. No, that was a concern, yeah. Um, yeah, sh- sure. Th- thank you. It's just sort of- it, it's lame. I- no it's, no, it's- no, it's fine. That's very- that's very helpful. Um, extremely helpful to me, actually. Uh, in my line of work, you think you'd think they would have come up with some of these already. How did you figure this out? I didn't. This is Heather's stuff. Oh. And I don't have to ask what Heather's history is if that's not something you want to talk about.
5: I think it's a similar thing. I'm not really at liberty to chat about her
3: business. Sure, sure. I don't know is there anything else? You wanted to talk about? I feel like we didn't really get a lot of time to to just talk.
5: Well, that's kind of what life on the road's like, I suppose. Never enough time. And he finishes the coffee and says, uh, if "You give me some frames, I'll uh, I'll work on them before
3: I actually go to bed. Give them to you in the morning." Yeah, I'm sure I can find something. Whitaker goes back to. Oh. Um. <laughs> For a second, I thought about pulling the same trick on him. Oh no, I dropped something. <laughs> I oh, I don't think that's the vibe. I don't think that's the vibe. You can try it. Uh, no, no, I no. Yeah, Whitaker brings back the uh, just a, a pair. They're like transition lenses. They're like sunglasses when it's daylight out. He doesn't mm-hmm. use them for a lot of the time. Okay, he answers like, but you. I mean, if, uh, if you're packing up tonight, it's no obligation.
5: This least I can do for the stud that saved my family, huh? <laughs> Brushes his thumb over your cheek and takes the glasses before leaving.
3: Well, trailer's still empty tonight if, if you finish up quick.
5: <laughs> uh, you just hear him laughing as he leaves.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I will interrupt to say that Raven is not sleeping in a tent tonight. She is sleeping in that trailer. <laughs>
3: Never mind, trailer's not empty. That's a lie. That is a lie.
5: (laughs) So Theo, like, leaves, right? And you're sitting there contemplating, like, I should
3: have said something else. I should have. Oh, she got his number. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. probably best not to.
5: And uh, there's, like, some, like, more footsteps of, like, stumbling. And Aiden just kind of, like, braces herself against, like, one of the doors of the uh, trailer. Oh. And it's like, sorry, did I interrupt?
3: Oh, no, no. He was on his way out. How you doing?
5: Mm, I'm, I don't know. And she just kind of like slumps down in the doorframe.
3: <laughs> Aiden, are, are you okay? What?
5: Uh, and you see she's got like the bottle of wine that Theo brought over. And she just looks at it. Looks at you. Oh, honey. Shrugs? Oh. I don't know. Something's wrong.
3: Oh, my sweet thing. He, he kneels down and takes <laughs> the bottle from her. All right. Um,
5: no, I wasn't. I didn't want
3: to. I didn't say. Uh, all right. Hey, hey, let me help you I'm up. in
5: your way. No, I should go. No.
3: Hey, hey. Shh, 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 shh. All right. Let me help you out her <laughs> offers her shoulder I think and this is just my initial observation you are drunk nope that doesn't happen you are fully drunk and I know this because <sighs> I'm also drunk right now and I can I can tell we've got similar
5: she's like doing a thing of like flexing her fingers looking at her hand yeah, like,
3: no. yeah no hey 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 sh- let me do this thing Um. that, that like like police always do when they pull you over Fol- follow my finger uh, and he just does the little thing where he like moves his finger back and forth and he's like't don't-, don't move your head but just follow with your eyes she grabs your hand that's doing that <laughs> yeah you are Aiden Aiden what is this I <sighs> would you like to sit down yeah yeah let's let's sit. Let's sit and talk for a bit,
5: actually. She actually takes her hand and the two of you (laughs) gold flash (laughs) and (laughs) you are on top of the trailer. Aiden,
3: you cannot do that to me when I'm already drunk.
5: And then she just like, it doesn't like flop back because that would be painful, but she just kind of like slumps down and like sits cross-legged and then like leans back like she's doing a reverse uh, sit-up and just kind of like throws her arms against the top of the trailer.
3: Whitaker sort of sits down looking down at her. All right, Aiden, what's up? What's going on? What's all this about?
5: I, we were dancing and Felicity offered me some wine and I didn't want to be rude, because she's having a hard time tonight. So, I had some. And then everybody thought it was funny, so they kept having me try stuff.
3: And then... Oh, you've mixed your liquors. Oh, And then they no.
5: went to bed. Or they're going to bed. What time is it?
3: It's like 2 a.m.
5: Uh... Yeah, it's late. Mm. Anyway, they're asleep. But
3: all right um i mean (laughs) trails off (laughs) like doesn't finish her thought (laughs) yeah that sounds about right uh (laughs) do you feel sick do you feel nauseous? no definitely drink some water um so i know you probably haven't had to deal with this but um please drink some water in between in between drinks, which I don't think you've been doing, so you might be very dehydrated tomorrow. But you don't need to eat! You don't need to eat a drink! This is- oh, this is gonna be weird. She sits up really fast. Oh, don't sit up too fast. You
5: like Theo,
3: don't you? Uh- Oh my
5: god, I totally ruined that for
3: you! Oh, I'll go get was, him! Oh, and no, Aiden, 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 gets Aiden gets it was already <laughs> ruined. It was already- it was ruined as soon as his family was in danger. Aiden, he grabs her like, actually, Aiden, like, like, it's, it's good that we break this off now. I, I, like, seriously, like, it's, it's probably for the best that, that we break this off now.
5: Okay. And then she just sits cross-legged and is, like, looking up at the
3: sky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes!
3: But do you think I had a chance with him?
5: You're asking the wrong angel, Whitaker.
3: You've been around a while. You've seen people <laughs> falling. <love. sighs> like, I mean, not that, not that—that's what that was. You know, it was just, you know, he's just a, just a guy I, I've known for twelve hours. It's not like that big a deal. Um, but you know, you just don't get a chance like that all the time. You know?
5: Yeah. I mean, sometimes it just happens that way. Yeah. Just like. And she's just, like, snapping, and then, like, snaps again, like,
3: snaps again. Right, because, like, because <laughs> how many, how many, um, how many relationships have you had? Because it can't be, it can't be <laughs> easy for you. You've got so much, so much stuff. You've got so much stuff, Aiden. I know. I've been through a lot. I've,
5: I've done a lot, Whitaker. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I should be tired, but I'm never tired. But I'm always tired.
3: Is that weird? No, no, Aiden, I'm also always tired.
5: (sighs) She kind of just like leans her head against your shoulder. Yeah. Just a couple of tired old people. I'm not that
3: old. It's kind of (laughs) part of the whole deal. Oh, right. Oh, Theo would be freaked out if I told him I was 28. Yeah. That would be weird. That'd be like, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing, but it would be weird. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Then again, he he saw Damien turn into a
3: gloop monster. So right, like that's what I'm saying. He's a good chance. It's probably the best chance I've had in ages. Even though I've only known him for twelve fucking hours. (laughs) We gotta get out more. You gotta get out more. I the the problem is I'm out too much. We're all out way too much. I gotta stay in more. Hmm. I gotta stay in and just I don't know.
5: When we figure out this stuff with Damien, let's just never go anywhere ever again.
3: <laughs> never go anywhere. We'll just stay home all the time. Well, I don't know, Aiden. It's just kind of... It's one of those things, right? Every now and then you get, like, one good moment, right? You get, like, you get one good day of, of petting dogs at a shelter of, or, or, or one good evening of, of trading gossip with the fade Court Dragon, or something like that, and you think for a moment, you're like, oh shit, maybe there is a life outside of all this. Or you get one good hour getting really familiar with the cryptid Monthly Photographer, and you're like, oh, maybe there is a life outside of all this. And, and then you know. And a weird French demon comes and kidnaps you. Right? We're too far in. We're too far in at this point. Uh, there is nothing outside of this now. Just, this is just it. And I'm worried they're too far in now, too. He, like, gestures towards the general direction of Felicity and Raven. Down. Down. are on the
5: roof of the trailer.
3: <laughs> How do you tell him that this is just life now? This is just it. And all you got are just good moments, good hours, and that's about it. You know, you get one good breath of fresh air before you just kind of pull back down into the fighting and the running and the lying to your agency. God, I need to lie to my agency again. Do you fully flay back on the the roof, too? He also also falls back, yeah.
5: I think she just kind of, like, leans down her heads on, like, your arm your other arms behind your head and she's just like, well you have more good moments the longer we stick together I guess
3: With me? I don't know, I think I've only brought you all bad moments No Also Aiden you speak French? <laughs> what if that's the end? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes
3: you, you, you could fucking go for it
5: Yeah, I think it's just so funny to (laughs) never address it and end on that moment. (laughs) There
3: we go. You speak French.
2: Done. Yes, that is the perfect line to end on.
5: Scene ends. Yeah, we stand up to the sky. So the, you know, whispered talking of Aiden and Whitaker on the roof of the trailer. And that's where we'll end our session.
3: (laughs) Cheers to that, bro.
5: Cheers to that. Yeah, just end on...
1: Aiden, you speak French. French, <laughs> the perfect
3: ending. Aiden, don't you know I hate
2: the French
3: as a British
2: man. <laughs> I like the idea that the conversation continues because
3: oh, the conversation continues We well, totally to as the viewers don't
2: sure. get to hear it anymore. Yeah.
5: All right. Well, everyone, thanks for thanks for a night of drinks and talking, talking and drinks. <laughs> what a good time.